introduction to the saga of the greenlanders this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by expatriate in bangor maine the saga of the greenlanders author unknown translated by arthur middleton reeves eighteen fifty six to eighteen ninety one introduction the wineland history of the flotty book the flotty book is the most extensive and most perfect of icelandic manuscripts it is in itself a comprehensive historical library of the era with which it deals and so considerable are its contents that they fill upwards of seventeen hundred large octavo pages of printed text on the title page of the manuscript we are informed that it belonged originally to john hawkinson for whom it was written by the priests john Tordson and magnus Torhalsen. we have no information concerning the date when the book was commenced by john Tordson, but the most important portion of the work appears to have been completed in the year thirteen eighty seven although additions were made to the body of the work by one of the original scribes and the annals appended to the books brought them down to the year thirteen ninety four toward the close of the fifteenth century the then owner of the book whose name is unknown inserted three quaternions of additional historical matter in the manuscript to fill a hiatus in the historical sequence of the work not however in that part of the manuscript which treats of wineland it has been conjectured that the manuscript was written in the north of iceland but according to the editors of the printed text the facts are that the manuscript was owned in the west of iceland as far back as we possess any knowledge of it and there is no positive evidence where it was written we have indeed no further particulars concerning the manuscript before the seventeenth century when we find that it was in the possession of john finson who dwelt in flotty in bradefirth as had his father and his father's father before him that the book had been a family heirloom is evident from an entry made in the manuscript by the same john finson this book i john finson own the gift of my deceased father's father john bjarnson etc from john finson the book descended to his nephew john torfossen from whom that worthy bibliophile bishop brynjolf of skalholt sought in vain to purchase it as is related in an anecdote in the bishop's biography farmer john of flotty son of the reverend torfi finson owned a large and massive parchment book in ancient monacal writing containing sagas of the kings of norway and many others and it is therefore commonly called flotty book this bishop brynjolf endeavoured to purchase first for money and then for five hundreds of land but he nevertheless failed to obtain it however when john bore him company as he was leaving the island he presented him the book and it is said that the bishop rewarded him liberally for it the flotty book was among a collection of vellum manuscripts entrusted to the care of tormod torfaeus in sixteen sixty two as a present from bishop brynjolf to king frederick the third of denmark and thus luckily escaped the fate of others of the bishop's literary treasures in the royal library of copenhagen it has ever since remained 
where it is known as number one thousand five folio of the old royal collection interpolated in the saga of olaf tryggvason in the floddy book are two minor historical narratives the first of these in the order in which they appear in the manuscript is called a short story of eric the red the second a short story of the greenlanders although these short histories are not connected in any way in the manuscript being indeed separated by over fifty columns of extraneous historical matter they form if brought together what may be called the floddy book version of history of the wineland discovery a version which varies materially from the accounts of the discovery as they have been preserved elsewhere before considering these points of difference it may be stated that as we have no certain knowledge where the floddy book was written neither have we any definite information concerning the original material from which the transcripts of these two narratives were made the original manuscripts of these narratives would appear to have shared a common fate with the other original forms from which the scribes of the floddy book compiled their work all of this vast congeries of early manuscripts has entirely disappeared this is the conclusion reached by that eminent authority the late dr Vigfusen, whose profound knowledge of the written literature of the north was supplemented in the present instance by that close acquaintance which he had gained with the floddy book by reason of his having transcribed the entire manuscript for publication this total disappearance of all trace of the archetypes of the floddy book although it is by no means the only case of the kind in the history of icelandic paleography is especially to be deplored in connection with the wineland narrative since it leaves us without a clue which might aid us in arriving at a solution of certain enigmas which this narrative presents in the floddy book version of the discovery it is stated that bjarni herjolfsson during a voyage from iceland to greenland having been driven to the southward out of his course came upon unknown lands that following upon this and as the direct result of bjarni's reports of his discoveries leif ericsson was moved to go in search of the strange lands which bjarni had seen but not explored that he found these in due course first that land which bjarni had seen last and finally the southernmost land to which after its products he gave the name of wineland this account differs entirely from the history contained in the other manuscripts which deal with this subject all of which agree in ascribing the discovery to leif ericsson and unite in the statement that he found wineland accidentally during a voyage from norway to greenland which he had undertaken at the instance of king olaf tryggvason for the purpose of introducing christianity to his fellow-countrymen in greenland not only is bjarni's discovery unknown to any other icelandic writing now existing but the man himself as well as his daring voyage have failed to find a chronicler elsewhere although his father was a most distinguished man the grandson of a settler and a kinsman of the first icelandic colonist the first portion of the flady book version the short story of eric the red concludes with the words bjarni now went to his father gave up his voyaging and remained with his father during herjulf's lifetime and continued to dwell there after his father the second portion of this version of the wineland history the short story of the greenlanders begins with the words it is now next to this that bjarni herjulfsson came out from greenland on a visit to earl eric etc 
as has already been stated the two portions of the history of the wineland discovery as they appear in the floddy book are not in any way connected with each other the first narrative occupies its appropriate place in the account of the life of king olaf tryggvason as do the other narratives similar in character which are introduced into this as into the other sagas in the manuscript and there appears to be no reason why the second narrative a short story of the greenlanders should be regarded as having received treatment different in this respect from other interpolated narratives of the same class if therefore we interpret the opening words of this story of the greenlanders it is now next to this to mean that the incident which follows is related next in chronological order after that part of the saga which has immediately preceded it it becomes apparent that biarni's visit must have taken place after the battle of svoldr in which king olaf tryggvason fell and earl eric was victorious this battle took place on the ninth of september in the year one thousand as it is not probable that biarni would have undertaken his voyage to norway before the summer following the earliest date which could reasonably be assigned for biarni's sojourn at the earl's court would appear to be the winter of the years one thousand one and one thousand two we are told in the same place that biarni returned to greenland the following summer and that subsequent to his return leif purchased his ship and went in search of the land which biarni had seen but had failed to explore in the year nine eighty five according to the chronology of the short story leif's voyage of exploration as described in the floddy book could therefore scarcely have taken place before the year one thousand two but according to the other historical data already cited leif discovered wineland during a voyage to greenland undertaken at the request and during the lifetime of king olaf tryggvason hence obviously not later than the year one thousand the floddy book refers to this voyage in the following words that same summer he king olaf tryggvason sent gizur and hjalti to iceland as has already been written at that time king olaf sent leif to greenland to preach christianity there the king sent with him a priest and certain other holy men to baptize the folk and teach them the true faith leif went to greenland that summer and took on board his vessel a ship's crew of men who were at the time in great peril upon a rock he arrived in greenland late in the summer and went home to his father eric at Brattahild. the people afterwards called him leif the lucky but his father eric said that leif's having rescued the crew and restored the men to life might be balanced against the fact that he had brought the impostor to greenland so he called the priest nevertheless through leif's advice and persuasion eric was baptized and all of the people of greenland it will be observed that in this record of leif's missionary voyage no allusion is made to the discovery of wineland as in the other accounts of the same voyage with which in other respects this passage agrees by this variation a conflict with biarni's claim to the priority of discovery previously promulgated in the short story of eric the red is avoided a portion of this passage may not however be so happily reconciled it is said that through leif's advice and persuasion eric the red was baptized while we find in the short story of the greenlanders the statement that eric the red died before christianity moreover we have in the short story of the greenlanders in addition to this direct conflict of statement 
an apparent repetition of the incident of the rescue of the shipwrecked mariners when we are told that leif effected a rescue of castaways on his return from a voyage of exploration to wineland and was therefore called leif the lucky if this be not a repetition of the same incident then we must conclude that leif upon two different voyages saved the lives of a crew of shipwrecked mariners for which he twice received the same title from the same people in the description of the rescue contained in the short story of the greenlanders we read that the leader of the castaways was one tory easterling whose wife gudrid torbjorn's daughter seems to have been among the rescued this tory is mentioned nowhere save in the floddy book his wife was so famous a personage in icelandic annals that it seems passing strange this spouse should have been so completely ignored by other icelandic chronicles which have not failed to record gudrid's marriage to thorstein ericsson and subsequently to thorfinn karlsefni indeed according to the biography of this most noble lady as written in the saga of eric the red there is no place for tory for gudrid is said to have come to greenland in much less romantic fashion namely as an unmarried woman in the same ship with and under the protection of her father Torbjorn. Another chronological error occurs in that paragraph of the short story of Eric the Red, wherein it is stated that after sixteen winters had lapsed from the time when Eric the Red went to colonize Greenland, Leif, Eric's son, sailed out from Greenland to Norway. He arrived in Drontheim in the autumn when King Olaf Tryggvason was come down from the north out of Halugaland. It has previously been stated in the same chronicle that Eric set out to colonize Greenland fifteen years before Christianity was legally adopted in Iceland, that is to say, in the year 985. Once it follows from the chronology that Leif's voyage must have been undertaken in the year 1001. But since Olaf Tryggvason was killed in the autumn of the year 1000, this is from the context manifestly impossible if we may suppose that the scribe of the floddy book by a careless verbal substitution wrote for at bigya went to colonize instead of for at leta went in search of the chronology of the narrative becomes reconcilable in the short story of the greenlanders inaccuracies of lesser import occur one of which at least appears to owe its origin to a clerical blunder in the narrative of freda's voyage we are told that she waited upon the brothers Helgi and Finbogi and persuaded them to join her in an expedition to Wineland. According to the text, however, she enters into an agreement governing the manning of their ships not with them, but with Karlsefni. Yet it is obvious from the context that Karlsefni did not participate in the enterprise, nor does it appear that he had any interest whatsoever in the undertaking the substitution of karlsefni's name for that of helgi or finbogi by a careless scribe may have given rise to this lack of sequence a blunder which has crept into the genealogical list at the conclusion of the history may perhaps owe its origin to a somewhat similar cause in this list it will be noted bishop torlach is called the grandson of halfred snorri's daughter in the words of the manuscript Holfrid was the name of the daughter of Snorri, Karlsefni's son. She was the mother of Runolf, the father of Bishop Torlach. Now Runolf was indeed the father of Bishop Torlach, but he was the husband and not the son of Halfrid. 
if we may suppose the heedless insertion of the word mother in the place of wife the palpable error as the text now stands would be removed it has been conjectured that the wineland history of the floddy book has been drawn from a more primitive source than the narrative of the discovery which has been preserved in the two manuscripts hauk's book and a m five fifty seven two passages in the floddy book narrative lend a certain measure of plausibility to this conjecture in the short story of eric the red it is stated that eric called his landfall in greenland mediocul in the words of the history this is now called black sark in hauk's book this mountain is also called black sark in a m five fifty seven it is called white sark neither of these manuscripts however recalls the earlier name again in the list of the descendants of snorri karlsefni's wineland born son appended to the short story of the greenlanders bishop brand is so called without qualification while in both texts of the saga of eric the red he is referred to as bishop brand the elder the second bishop brand was ordained in twelve sixty three this fact while it would without the other evidence which we possess establish a date prior to which neither hauk's book nor a m five fifty seven could have been written seems at the same time to afford negative evidence in support of the claim for the riper antiquity of the source from which the floddy book narrative was drawn however this may be the lapses already noted together with the introduction of such incidents as that of the apparition of the big-eyed gudrid to her namesake karlsefni's spouse the narrative of freyda's unpalliated treachery the account of wineland grapes which produced intoxication and which apparently ripened at all seasons of the year of honeydew grass and the like all seem to point either to a deliberate or careless corruption of the primitive history nevertheless despite the discrepancies existing between the account of the wineland discovery as it has been preserved in the floddy book and as it is given elsewhere so striking a parallelism is apparent in these different versions of this history in the chief points of historical interest as to point conclusively to their common origin the two disjoined accounts of the floddy book which relate to the wineland discovery are brought together in the translation which follows end of introduction recording by expatriate in bangor maine